Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Shellard, and today I am joined by Maria Hewitt. Maria, how are you doing? I'm great, Joe. Yeah. Thanks for having me back. It's awesome to have you back. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. So... What we're going to do today is we are going to go through some key updates that we've seen on the platform and sponsored ads and AMC and everything. Maria's got her finger on the pulse, I think, is that right? That is correct. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll just kind of break down it, as the space is constantly changing. It's tough to keep up with all these updates. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I enjoy just even prepping for this interview because there's tons of things that we need to talk about. For people who aren't familiar with you or didn't catch you on the last podcast maybe give us a quick background real quick sure uh maria is my name i work here at Ad advance <laughs> and uh my role has changed over the few years i've been here almost two years now so i started as an account manager which everyone really does at Ad advance and now i'm on the marketing side of things communications content all that fun stuff. So yes, I try and keep my finger on the pulse. And I, in another life, was a news reporter and anchor. Now I like to be behind the scenes. (laughs) (laughs) And I also worked in the tourism industry for a little bit where I managed relationships with our tourism businesses here in Duluth and ran our social media there. So I've done a few different kinds of things and now find myself here. But yeah, so we're going to go through some of the year to date features and updates. It's not an exhaustive list, as we always like to add a little disclaimer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And before we get going to a fun fact, you you have won an Emmy. I did. Yep. I am an Emmy award-winning journalist. However, I would like to say that it's like a Midwest Emmy. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) But it looks the same. Yeah. Like what you see, you know, what... Jennifer Aniston probably won for Friends. It looks the same. There you go. You should should bring that into the office. Yeah. And I have it on my desk. Yeah. (laughs) Along with my Space Girl Legos. Yeah. Yeah. Maria, another fun fact, is also our crazy cat lady of the office. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I I, I guess not crazy. No, I, that's okay. I can, I, I will own that. We, we tried to d- use Midjourney, the AI photo generator, to create a, a cat lady looking out the window. Yeah. At her bird feeder. Yeah, yeah, it didn't quite look like you. <laughs> I am very self-aware, and I am a 70-year-old in a 30-year bo- 30 30-year-old body, and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. I've yeah. submitted my cool card. It's gone. There you go. Well, next time we, we do updates, you can do fun facts for me. Sorry. Oh, I'm just yeah. throwing you under the bus. Cat lady, Spice Girls, <laughs> likes to feed birds. Yeah. That's me. That's awesome. So, so for, <laughs> for updates, where should we start? Lots Let, of updates. Lots of updates. I'd say let's start with like the more... Things you can see. So maybe ad console, like things that you see when you log into your account. Sure. I think one of the big ones, not really big, but just like makes things easier is kind of being able to see all the different elements in your ad console. So now you can see like your sponsored ads ad console. You can get into your DSP if needed, AMC. Mm -hmm. It's all right there. So like on that. I'm really bad at left and right. That's another fun fact. Sure. <laughs> On your left side navigation, 
you can get to everything, essentially, which just makes things life easier. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, you can also go between markets now through a drop down in your ad console. So that makes life easier too. So yeah. thanks, Amazon. Yep. So before you would be able to navigate, say like between different North American markets, but it was always within that region. Mm -hmm. Now you can go to all markets versus having to log back out or not even log out, but then go back to amazon.co.uk and now get access to the European markets. You can now navigate between all the different markets a lot easier. And so just getting all the navigation in one place has been really nice. I know for me, like for AMC, I would always struggle to find it. And I always had to go back to a bookmark that I had. Now just being able to click, find it all, get it all in one single location, especially for folks like us who are managing a lot of accounts, makes it a lot easier. So Yeah, the AMC nice part it is big because I would go through our team's conversation to find a link sure. <laughs> over and over and over again. So yep. that's awesome. Another one that's just like makes life a little easier is you can now add a column of the top of search impression share when you're looking at on the campaign level. And so you can see what your top of search bid adjustment is set at, which is really nice. You can also change it there um, instead of having to go into like campaign settings and adjust your bid placement there. You can do it right there at the campaign page level, which is really nice. You can for comparison, I think you'd probably still like use case want to dig deeper and go into the specific campaign, but it is nice to see it there. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you had a campaign where key objective was to maintain top of search market share, then maybe that's useful. I, I agree. Like for the most part, I think I'm probably still going into the placements tab. Yeah. getting the stats there before I'm making updates, yeah. but maybe for specific campaigns and strategies. I mean, just having it at your fingertips and being able to customize that could be great for certain use cases. Totally. Totally. Ooh, I like this one, uh, a products tab. And, you know, I think this was a few months ago it rolled out. I'm seeing it in most accounts now, you know, it was kind of it's always, you know, when there's a new thing, it's like, oh, is it in my account? Like, <laughs> you know, it goes through, start checking. Right, right. Go, yeah. go start checking. And I'm seeing it in most accounts now. So I think it's pretty widespread. But the products tab is really cool because you can go in there and you can see all of your ASINs laid out and see their performance metrics. And then if you click in a specific, like a an arrow going down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> She's see, pointing down I'm, for those on the, the audio. <laughs> I talk with my hands a lot, so sometimes I... And also, you know, having been on TV, I, I kind of forget that people are mostly listening sure. here. So yeah. thank you for the reminder. Mm -hmm. um, oh, campaigns. So you're looking at the ASIN level at the specific product. Then you can click in and look at all of the campaigns that that product is in and see their performance in those campaigns. And then you can go a step further and click into the campaign to see how that specific ASIN is performing in different ad groups. So it's really a great way to drill down like product performance. And then it also has some like easy navigation in terms of like, adding certain ASINs to campaigns. So just a really great way to compare. On the agency side of things, you know, we have tools on the back end that we've been able to do that for a while, but this is really nice to have within the ad console for quick reference and for just the everyday seller. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And this is, this is a key piece that we've built out and have had built out 
out for a while just because it is so useful, mm-hmm. especially once you start getting into having multiple different products. Many times you're looking at a product level, like how is my ads doing for specific products? But if there are some products are grouped together in different campaigns, it can be really tough to get that product specific advertising results. And so we would pull all the information together from the API and had some queries that they they took a long time to run in our database to tie everything together and try to break it apart. So this was one that I was really excited about to see just because that opens it up to everybody. I feel like the information is really useful, especially once you start getting into multiple products and different product groupings, just to be able to break these apart and break it down to the individual ad groups to see, all right, how are these doing? On a product by product basis, it lets you as a business owner make much better product level decisions versus just seeing the higher level stuff. So, yeah, this was a really cool update to check out. Yeah, it seems very user friendly. And one caveat is that it doesn't include sponsored brands metrics. So something to keep in mind if that's something that you have quite a bit in your strategy mix. So. Sure. Oh, I like this one too. So I believe it's in the insights and planning tab, left side navigation in the ad console is kind of some new and improved brand insights. So you have like the brand impression share tab, which really gives you an idea of, you know, your impression share over time. And it's, again, I think very user friendly. I think Amazon does a really good job here of explaining like the impact of your brand impression share and awareness and those brand building strategies. But what I really like is the new and improved, uh, what is it called actually? Hold on. Let me look at my notes. Oh, just brand metrics. And so this kind of gives you the visual of the funnel and how you are taking shoppers from awareness to consideration to purchase. And what I really like about this tab is that you can change the category. So you're looking at your brand based on a category, but then if you click in further, you can go in and see category benchmarks. So you can see how your brand is comparing all through the funnel compared to like, like peers, which I really like. And what I particularly like about how Amazon quantifies in this tab is they do percentiles. So like in awareness, you might be 36th percentile and then consideration your 50th percentile and then, you know, and so on mm-hmm. as a mother percentile makes sense to me because that's how they, when you oh, bring sure. your child yeah. to the hospital, like for a well check, you know, yeah. like my son's 97th percentile for height, like that, that's an easy way for me to quantify how you compare to your peers in that stage of the funnel. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a very helpful tab. And you can change category for your brand as well and see how you compare to the peers in another category. So I think there's a lot of useful insights there and the visual of the funnel, I think, is really helpful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what's been so cool with this or the search query performance report is just getting more benchmarks Mm -hmm. on what competitors are doing. And so it really helps us to try to set, all right, how much budget should I truly be allocating to these upper funnel strategies? You can see the percentiles on where you fall compared to the competition within a certain category. And it's really cool because it gives you some data points where then you can use that to say, 
all right, you know, if I'm the the chief marketing officer, I'm talking to my CEO. Well, here's where we would need to get to to be at the 50th percentile. Or maybe we really want to push these products. Here's what we need to do to get higher. Or maybe we're taking more of the lower margin approach and we're pricing our products lower. We know what we're not going to be able to invest as much, but now you can see that too. And you can see where you're mm-hmm. falling. So it just gives better justification for these upper funnel strategies yeah. or just more visibility in where you're comparing and how you're comparing to your competition. If you have some competitors that are taking a bunch of market share, you'll probably be able to see that. And you're probably going to be a much lower percentage, say, in the, the upper funnel areas. So the, the data is great. And just being able to see more what these benchmarks look like is super helpful, especially when we get to upper funnel, when it's not mm-hmm. just all, you know, like I, I'm really focusing on ROAS or different pieces like that. It gets much more fuzzy on exactly where you should be setting your strategies, your budgets, your focus. And so. So any of this data is much, it's, it's really appreciated because it it helps out with those discussions. Yeah. I think brand building has always been important, but as things continue to get more competitive and, you know, the real estate of ads, there's only so much, (laughs) you know, I feel like Amazon's realizing we need to give them the data to really understand like to justify mm-hmm. brand building and, and building out that full funnel strategy. So yeah, I really, I really like the, the brand metrics. So yeah, I yeah. think those are most of the ad console updates that I have. Yeah. yeah. Again, not exhaustive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's many more. And that, that's the thing too. Like we, we spend each and every day <laughs> living yeah. and breathing this stuff. And I'm sure there's more that, that we're probably missing. Let's jump to like sponsored ads itself. Okay. What what other updates have you seen there? So I think one big one, Amazon Marketing Stream sponsor display data sets are now available in Stream. I think that happened a few months ago. So obviously just giving you an even better, more full picture of the data. Sure. And more ways to break it down. So. I'm happy to see that. Yeah, yeah, because originally we had sponsored products, and mm-hmm. so we can make the assumption that sponsored display is going to perform the same or not. You know, as we're talking about intraday optimizations, like, you know, as we're doing continuous beta optimizations based off of the data that we're getting, we had to make the call if we're going to do sponsored display or not. We just focused on sponsored products, but now since we have the data there, it really expands what we can do overall. Mm-hmm. So now we can cross compare and see, all right, do these line up? Do they not? Um, how do we optimize around that? So more data is great. And again, for those unfamiliar with Amazon Marketing Stream, it provides, it's this quick data feed that we can get. It looks a little bit different than the standard API. Typically, we were able to just break down data by the, uh, by the day. But now with Amazon Marketing Stream, we can break it down by the hour. I mean, it's a push-based system, so other items like running out of budget and things like that, we get the information a lot quicker within our system. One of the key use cases we've had is being able to optimize based off of the hour, which has been cool, just being able to see how trends change, and they can change pretty significantly throughout the day. Yeah, Amazon Marketing Stream was the the big 2022 announcement, I'd say. So it's almost been a year now since... Yeah, it's, it's we're coming out, up on yeah, that. June, yeah. yeah. So happy anniversary, <laughs> Amazon Marketing Stream. Yeah. Almost. Um, 
this is kind of an ad console update as well, but sponsored display campaigns, you can now easily copy a campaign, like a sponsored product campaign, and make it a sponsored display campaign. So copy it and then edit it with custom creative, add an image, a headline if you'd like as well. But just an easy way to be able to copy a good performing sponsored product campaign into a sponsored display campaign. Because something we do at Ad Advance is, you know, make sure that we are not only funneling performing targets between like auto and manual, but between ad types as well. So. Yep. Yep. So for like sponsored display, we're constantly making sure we're utilizing product targeting targets that are working well on the sponsored product side, on the sponsored display side. So this makes it easier to kind of create out that, that funnel if you don't have the automation like we do. And I do believe that it is also available for sponsored brand campaigns that you should be able to copy sponsored product to sponsored brands. I haven't seen it as I've looked around in accounts, but that doesn't mean it's not there. Sure. Yep. Yeah. In the article, it said that it was there, yes. but yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, here's the thing with like Amazon updates is, is sometimes they announce things and then you start seeing them or sometimes you start seeing them. Many other times you start seeing them and before the big announcement them. comes. Yep. So there's not really, you know, like a, a one-stop shop of updates that you're seeing, Yep. you know, so you know, piece Usually them together. Usually general rollouts as we yep. go, and with many times we'll start seeing them in certain accounts before others. Yes, and that's why social in our industry is so great, and there's a lot of great folks that you should follow because they got their eyes on all the new updates. So, yep. um, oh, new step-by-step -step controls for, like, sponsored brand campaigns. When you go in to create a sponsored brand campaigns, it just, they kind of, made this look a little neater, giving you step-by-step, -step, like adding custom creative headline, really spelling it out for you. I think as a creative person, I really love that element of things. And I, it does a great job of just kind of walking you through the process of building out that creative sponsored brand campaign and like visualizing it and making sure you have all the elements that you can customize to, you know, make your brand stand out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just makes the process a lot cleaner. Yes. Streamlining. Yeah. Love it. And, ooh, I also like this one as a video person, the new video metrics for sponsored display campaigns. So now you can add columns to review your sponsored display campaigns to see, like, what, like, 25th quartile, 50th quartile, 75th quartile, and how much was watched, then performance, video completed, video unmuted. Obviously that just kind of gives you an idea of how your video is speaking to your audience. And, you know, like for instance, if you see a lot of people are unmuting, mm -hmm. that might give you an indication to review, like, do you have audio in your video? Because clearly this person, these shoppers were interested enough to click unmute. Sure. What did they hear when they did that? <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. And just seeing like the, the watch percentage. So like first quartile, midpoint, third quartile, you can see how far they're getting into the video. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can see, is there a certain point where they're dropping off? And as you can compare across videos, like maybe you have a point where it's 25% into the video where you're losing people's attention. Mm -hmm. Now you can figure out specific points to really focus on. 
And it's another metric other than just like the conversion statistics on how much does this video resonate, especially if your sponsor brand video is a little bit more focused on like lifestyle or brand building versus like more feature based and trying to push them directly to the sale. So yeah, another cool set of metrics to really review your videos overall and see what the performance looks like other than just the standard click impression. Yeah. Purchase type right. metrics. And you, and you want to make sure, obviously, you're comparing it to other metrics. So, like, you might have a ton of video completions, which, woohoo, that's great. But did they convert? Sure. You know, maybe people are watching your video because it's interesting, but if it didn't lead to an action, you know. Yeah. So lots of lots of takeaways, I think, from, from those new metrics. Yep. Oh, and then the search query performance report, which I know we've – You've talked a lot on the podcast about, um, we talk a lot about on social, been around for a while, but you you can download the reports. And I think there's just a a lot to be gleaned from those reports. As we talked about, like keyword discovery, trend analysis for seasonal products, because I think you can go back to, I'm not sure which quarter, but 2021 and pull reports. So you can get a pretty good picture of past performance and share brand share so lots of potential there and then of course you know testing brand defense strategies also potential there so yep yep exactly and so yeah from the podcast perspective feel free to listen back Uh, matt and i went through that report matt had a ton of awesome takeaways but you just hit on the three major ones so yep keyword discovery trend analysis and then really testing brand defense strategies or how much should we be uh, spending to defend our brand versus What's the incremental or the incrementality that we can get from, all right, taking that spend and moving it to more general keywords where we can hopefully generate more sales that wouldn't have happened without those ads. So, yeah, yep, little plug for that podcast. If you want to check out more for the search query performance report, tons of awesome information. Yeah, there. that's a really good one. And I think search query performance report, like looking at it can sometimes be a little intimidating. But once you get in there and you start just like reviewing it 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 yep. makes sense you can focus on yeah. a couple of specific columns yeah. to get some really good takeaways yeah so yeah like that one too mm, sponsored ads that is my list yeah one other one so a sponsored ads daily budget oh yeah so <laughs> it was yeah it, it was as of what was it march 27th march 27th yes yep. so any campaigns created after march 27th before that date a campaign could spend over 25% of its daily budget if in that calendar month it had not spent up to that daily budget. Yes. And so essentially it's like makeup days. So mm-hmm. like, all right, on let's say on a Friday, traffic is down. Say I spend 80 of the $100 for my campaign. Then on Sunday when traffic is up, it could spend up to $125. Or in this case, we'll say $120 to make up for that $20 where I didn't hit the daily budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what this allows is on the Amazon side, they get to try to maximize spend <laughs> so or else they'd be just hitting the daily limit of 100. But you're not going to spend $3,000 over that 30 day period because you might have some days that are down. Now, previously, you'd be able to go 25% over to catch up for any campaigns created after 
March 27th, it can now spend up to 100% extra. So you could have your campaign spend $200 with a $100 daily budget if in that calendar month you had multiple days where it was under budget. Yes. So throughout that month, you will still spend, if it's $100 and it's a 30-day month, that would be $3,000 total. So it won't exceed that over a calendar period. But on a daily basis, it could have this catch-up spend mm -hmm. if you have days that are under the campaign budget. Yes. And the new default... Base, if that campaign is created on March 27th or later, the new default is 100%. Mm -hmm. So that's something, you know, you'll want to go into your campaign settings. And this is on the account level. Go into your account settings. And now you have two options where you can opt in to the 25% increase or the 100% increase. Sure. So it's just something to keep in mind. Yep. Yeah. So well, an update, if you don't want to spend that 100%, you can go into the setting just like Mari outlined and switch it back to yep. that 25%. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so final pieces, there's been a couple updates for AMC. Yes. So maybe we can go over those mm -hmm. quick and what those are for yep. those that are using Amazon Marketing Cloud. Yeah. So sponsored brand signals are now included in AMC. Which, again, just like a lot of these updates, just providing you a more clear picture, you yeah. know, offering more data so you can really have it all in one place. Yep. So Yeah, so this one's huge, too, because uh, as we look at Amazon Marketing Cloud, tons of different ways that we can utilize it. One great way is to just map out the full funnel for advertising to try to determine what impact is my advertising truly having on my business results. Um, and so sponsor brands is more of that medium funnel to lower funnel strategy, depending on how you're utilizing it. But with this, now what you can see is, all right, more upper funnel stuff, Amazon DSP. Um, I can see what that looks like. And now I can also tie in sponsor brands. And then I can see down to the sponsor product level. And in many of these cases, I'm moving further and further down the funnel. But just having these insights to see all the different ad types really been cool. So now we can tie all that information together and get a much better picture on the true impact of our, of our advertising. Exactly. And I think the other big AMC update would be the you can now create custom audiences in AMC, you know, pulling from your sponsored ad data, your DSP data. If an advertiser wants to upload their own data, you can create audiences off of that and then... Push those to DSP. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and so the, the, the coolest piece for this one is that you can run custom queries to kind of try to segment down like core audiences. So if you see audiences that are doing really good, maybe across different campaign or ad types, I can run a custom query within AMC to kind of pinpoint what this audience looks like and then essentially utilize that in future advertising campaigns. So a lot of power there, mm -hmm. um, a lot of pieces that what we're currently reviewing and testing out and everything too. So much more to learn there, uh, but a lot of cool items on all right, if we find some core audiences that are working really well, now how do we expand our targeting and really build off mm -hmm. of that to create these custom audiences that we can now utilize in, in future campaigns? Yeah. So, yeah, lots of updates. Lots of updates. Yep. <laughs> and I'm sure we 
missed several. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. So if there's, if you're listening and there's any other key updates that we missed, you should definitely reach out. So send me a message, maybe on like LinkedIn or <laughs> Facebook or whatever. Um, let me know if there's others that we missed, we can add it to the next update that we do. Yeah. Um, I think maybe we do this like quarterly. We just go through and kind of recap all the major updates that we've had just because there, there's so many. And this is valuable for me too, even though I, this is what I do. No, I agree. <laughs> it's a good exercise because sometimes, especially when you're in the account every day you get used to it and yeah. you don't realize like oh a month ago i didn't actually have this exactly tool or whatever it may be yeah. to you know so yeah Good this exercise. Is how thing, yeah. quickly things move <laughs> yeah. yeah it's great for for all of us to stay up yeah. to date and honestly even remember yeah, <laughs> that right. some of these updates are there <laughs> So, yeah, well, Maria, thank you for joining. Of course. Thank Thanks you for, for throwing me. this together. Yeah, looking forward to our next update podcast. Yeah, and for those who are listening, really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Also, you know, we're looking to build out a our mailing list where we can start to include different updates like this. So if you're interested in that, reach out. We'll start promoting it more as we build this out. But for segmented updates like this feel like it'll be really valuable to start communicating that out just because there's so much information and stuff to keep on top of so i hope you got value out of this and as always we hope to see you on the next podcast